you and me together together constant companions forever forever talking about things like weather or not oh not take some time out of your week your week listen and then you will see oh you'll see how much you enjoy our show or not or not you're about to experience constant companion welcome welcome to constant companion podcast i am one of your hosts connor Orr, and we have dallas here today as well what's up we also have our very good friend from the red rum podcast colby Hello. How's it going? Pretty well. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. We're out here out west. Colby is in a different location I will not disclose. <laughs> I mean, you can I say. Can, <laughs> this is the second recording we're doing. I accidentally disclosed some information the first time, so now I'm trying to, to take a few steps back. But Colby is a good friend of mine. Uh, we grew up with each other, and... I just learned this actually a few weeks, or I guess it was a few months ago. Uh, Colby and I were having a conversation after I had started the podcast with Dallas, and somehow we got on the topic of him having a podcast. I had no idea. We were both doing it at the same time, and we started roughly around the same time. When did you guys say you started up? Um, Around the end of August of last year. Okay. So, So Colby comes from his own podcast. He's pretty familiar with how this kind of stuff works. Why don't you explain to our audience what you guys do over there? Um, yeah, so um, so my friend and I, um, well, we call her Captain, um, but we, uh, we'll we watch a scary movie together, um, and then we'll come together and review it um, um, and try to have a good time. But we kind of break apart um, some of our favorite scary movies, or maybe not so favorite, um, and just kind of go through it, have uh, have some fun along the way, that sort of thing. Uh, here's a question. So she's the captain, right? Yeah. Sorry, I dropped a coin. So if she's the captain, what's that make you? Do you have, like, well, a nickname? I do, <laughs> I do have a nickname. Um, Are you not allowed to <laughs> say it? Um, yeah. Um, I may, <laughs> you can say it. No, you're allowed no. to say it. No, no. I'm, it's. Um, oh, it's really bad? No, no, you'll see why I'm laughing. Um. But my nickname um, on the podcast is Wilson, so. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What the? Okay, we're not going to. That's a good nickname. I don't know where that nickname comes from. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. We just kind of picked it out, you know, like. That's um, a really good one. I really liked Castaway when I was younger. Oh, so. <laughs> and you guys are a movie podcast. Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly why. Is Castaway a horror movie? No. It, I, no, I guess you could you say it is. S- yeah. So it's a psychological horror movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Well, that's... <laughs> I respect that. We're just going to call you Colby on this podcast. How's that that's sound? That's fine with me. That's... that's <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, anyhow, so you guys have been doing this podcast for about as long as we have. 
and you guys do horror movies, so I want to ask this. Do you guys do typically, uh, like, old horror films? Or I guess you probably do a plethora of different horror films. Or have you ever done, like, current, like, ones in the theaters? Um, yeah, so we've done, like, a, like a mix. Um, kind of depending on... So we'll see how it um, plays on Facebook. Like, if we, um, if we review a mo- movie and it really responds well with people and the post is shared, then we'll tend to do more movies like that. Um, so those are generally cult classics, so we try to kind of stick towards those. But if there's a movie that, you know, one of us just really wants to review, we'll do that. Um, and we do take suggestions. Um, but I think the most um, recent one we did, or not most recent, but we reviewed a movie that was still in theaters um, mm-hmm. And that was, I can't remember what it was called, but it's the one where the kids break into the blind guy's house. It came out like about a year ago. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah what was, was that? that? Oh, shoot. I cannot remember what it's called. It's not Get Out. Lights no. Out? No, that, well, no. we did review that one, but. Um, oh, shoot, crap. I know what I'm talking about. We know what you're talking well, about. Well, I know what you're talking about. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Well, that was the first time we tried a movie that was actually in theaters. But, um, yeah, so really we, we don't um, – we'll just pick whatever movie, you know, whatever we're feeling. Don't yeah. breathe. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, Don't that's breathe. Um, I wanted to ask about this because I saw this movie recently. I don't know if we had a conversation about this. Did you see? Um, did you see Split, the M Night Shyamalan movie? Oh, I did. I love that movie. I loved it. I it was so good. That was one of my favorites. I'm not going to spoil the ending of it, but I thought that was a fantastic ending. If you haven't and seen it by now, then yeah, I mean, you don't if you haven't seen, it. but then a lot of people wouldn't know to go and see that movie unless they had the ending spoiled for them. So I don't want to say exactly. anything. But yeah, I will but- say, I, I thought that ending was fantastic because that was a movie. I'll just say this. It was the movie I didn't know I wanted this whole time. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Did, did you see the movie that it references? Or yeah. I, I've been a huge fan of that movie. That's one oh, of my, have- that's like my favorite M night movie. I have not seen that movie and it's on my list to see. Oh, but. okay. That's what made that entire movie for me was that ending. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. When I saw that, I feel like I was one of the few people in the theaters. Like, I'm sure there are people who, like, got it or understood it, but just weren't as excited as I was just because I liked that movie so much. And when I found out that's what it was, that was – it made – okay. I guess we're pretty much boiling it as it is. <laughs> so, spoiler warning, I'm going to probably reference the movie. Uh, at the end uh, – when it turned out it was basically a sequel to Unbreakable, I freaked out because I love Unbreakable and I, I need to stop playing with this coin. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Unbreakable fan. And I always wanted a sequel to Unbreakable. And so seeing that movie and not realizing it was a, a sequel or a spinoff the entire time of that movie, it like, yeah, it blew my mind at the end. And that was the, that's the most I could say about an M. Night Shyamalan movie in a long time. I've been thinking about this movie all year. Just because I, I don't know. I'm probably the only person who has, but I've been thinking about that ending all year. I should really watch Unbreakable then. Unbreakable is really good. It's probably, most people wouldn't consider it his best work, but I love it myself. It's definitely one of his better films overall. Top five. Yeah, for sure. I would say, I would say from an objective standpoint, I'd say it's like Sixth Sense, Signs, and then maybe Unbreakable. 
can respect that. Yeah, that's good. Anyhow, we actually, yeah, what's funny is we did that weekly challenge last week where we do this thing, uh, Colby, each week where we have to give ourselves a challenge, which we have to think about. I should probably follow up on this week's. So it is a little early, so I don't know if we should hold ourselves to uh, a certain degree of completion quite yet. So last week's challenge was we had to find, we did an entire episode on Halloween costumes, right? And we were talking about the most popular Halloween costumes of the decades. And we predicted what the most popular Halloween costume of 2017 was going to be. And we had narrowed it down to pretty much anybody from the new Star Wars movies. What were some of the other ones? We said Pennywise is probably... Pennywise, um, Stranger Things characters. Stranger Things. um, What were the other characters? I feel like there were a few others we said that I've forgotten. I'm sure there were. Power Rangers is always a strong favorite, I feel like. I feel like I always see Power Rangers. Maybe. Um, I, I feel like there are a few, but the point is the weekly challenge was we were supposed to find people who are dressed up as one of these characters and take a picture with them. Um, whereas the week before we did a weekly challenge and we had to go out into an abandoned area because we had this whole long conversation about signs because this whole month's theme has been horror. So last month or last two weeks, we had to uh, we had a conversation about signs and the scene with the alien in the cornfield. And so one of our weekly challenges is we had to go out into a cornfield and watch that scene or an abandoned area in general and watch that scene. And so we both did it, but I don't think we've done this weekly challenge. I have not taken a picture with anybody dressed up as those characters yet. So I have not seen anybody dressed up as those characters yet. And we, yeah, still have, we still have a couple days to Halloween, so I think, yeah. I think we'll we just extend, extend it. it. Yep. We'll extend it for this week. Okay, that clears that up. Okay, uh, actually, anyhow. actually, actually, I did do it. I did do no, it. No, you didn't. No, yes, you didn't. I did. Yes, I did. I went to a haunted house last night, and guess who was there? Pennywise. And guess who I took a picture with? Pennywise. Was the I new or it. old one? The new one. The new one. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you got yep. one. How was the me, costume? Dude. It was pretty crappy, actually. Like, it wasn't well put <laughs> together. But it still represented him. So that's right. all that yeah. matters. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe I'm just giving myself an extra week of leniency. I've seen people in costumes, but it's usually just girls dressed up in those stupid, like, uh, onesie pajamas that look like Tigger or Piglet or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Get on that. Ask to take their picture. But it's not one of our costumes that we said. Get their numbers. Though digits. I'm already dating someone, so. Anyhow. Get the digits for me. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'll call you. Um, Okay. So this week, we have Colby on for a specific reason. We, uh, We decided that we wanted to do something in the vein of his podcast. Like he said on his podcast, they review... Uh, horror films and so we wanted to sit with Colby to see what it's like to be part of the Red Rum podcast except probably on a <laughs> a more innocent level and we wanted to <laughs> review a uh, a film with him and so we asked him for the scariest film he could come up with he texted us he said well what kind of film you want to watch like the connoisseur he is and we said well we want to watch a slasher film with a lot of gore and he's like okay uh do you want to watch do you want to watch something new or do you want to watch something classic and so i was talking to dallas and dallas said let's watch something classic so colby recommended to us the movie 
I know what you did last summer. Not to be mixed up with the song. Uh, this was released, I think, in 1997, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, and Dallas and I just finished the movie. So I want to ask you, Colby, when, when did you watch the movie, or did you watch it this week at all? It's okay if you didn't. Yeah, I think I watched it um, maybe two or three years ago. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I did, I did uh, read a recap um, today just so I could refresh my memory okay Um, okay yeah so we're gonna we're gonna talk about this movie this is a movie that came out in the 90s like colby said it's considered a you know somewhat of a classic uh at least from that era and we want we're going to probably spoil everything so if you don't want any spoilers stop the podcast now go get yourself a copy of the movie from your local blockbuster and take a trip back to 1997 with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, so this movie, we just finished it like 30 minutes ago, right? Maybe an hour now. Yeah. What was your opinion, Dallas, first of all? Because you seem to have a strong opinion. It was everything I expected it to be, but yet it didn't add up to that, if that makes sense. Now, what I'm saying is that it's a classic horror movie, a classic slasher movie, where you have the dumb blonde, you have the buff guys, and you have the kind of smart, attractive girl, okay? And let me tell you, it was predictable, but yet it kept me wanting to watch more. It was funny, not because it was meant to be funny, but because of how ironic it was. Yes, ironically, it was funny. Um... Yes, I don't know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't really stand the first twenty minutes of it. I thought it was stupid. Okay, can I spoil something? Well, yes, it's not really you spoiling. can spoil it's anything. The, it's the first twenty minutes of the movie. Okay, so the four main characters are driving in the car. They hit a guy. Okay, what they do? They hit the guy. The guy flies over their car. Supposedly, that's what we see. They get out of their car and they search ahead of the car. When normally the guy would be behind the car, right? They they show the guy fly over the car. Yep, yeah, they, they show, show the him guy go fly backwards because he hits the guy on top yep. who has his head stuck out the the whatever you call it the sunroof, and he flies back behind him, and then all of a sudden he's ahead of him. So I was totally confused by that too. I was so disoriented by that scene. Yeah, he appears a hundred yards ahead of them. Mm-hmm. It's like WTH? Stick to the plot, yo. But, um. So they carry they so this is where the dilemma comes. The dilemma okay. comes because one of the characters is really drunk and it's his car and one of the guys is like, "Oh, if we call the cops, man, they're going to know that I was drinking and they'll think I'm driving because it's my car and then I'll get arrested." But then the girl's like, "Oh, come on, we got to call the cops. This guy's hurt. He could be injured. He's probably dead." Yada yada. They're like, "No, it's manslaughter." My question is, would would this guy be charged for manslaughter even though the drunk friend was not driving? You know what I'm saying? Was that confusing to you guys? I don't remember all the specifics. I don't remember who was saying. Was the drunk guy saying he'd be charged the, with manslaughter? The drunk, si- the drunk guy was saying he'd be charged with manslaughter because it was his car. And they, and they would, they would think it was him. Think yeah. he was driving. But there's three other people there that would prove that he wasn't driving right and they're just doing the responsible thing 
Well, I, I think I think the point was they knew somebody was probably going to get charged with it, and they wanted to avoid it altogether. Yeah. Most likely. I uh, I mean I guess I see that, but at the same time, like if you actually run somebody over, like. I mean, you could say he was in the middle of the road. I, I just, I know getting in trouble is scary, but I don't. I think they went through too much just to hide that. I mean, that's what I was I thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I feel ya. And so, w- w- what did they do after that, Colby? Or I mean, uh, Dallas. So then they, uh, they basically pick him up and carry him off the road. This mm-hmm. other guy comes, which was so cool. The other guy is the guy from Big Bang Theory who's dating the hot girl. You know what I'm was talking it? about? Oh, yes! Johnny Galecki. Yes! Yeah. Okay, but that that's beyond the point. <laughs> so what I'm saying, though, is then they take him and they set him on the ground next to this uh, on this pier, okay? And they're going to dump him into the lake. Jennifer Lovewood's like, oh, wait, shouldn't we check to see who he is first? Yada, yada, yada. They don't do it. So they go down to pick him up. Which seems really stupid, by the way. If you're going to hide something, you'd think you'd want to remove their ID so that they yep. couldn't identify the person. But Yep, and, and so they're going down to pick him up, and the dead guy wakes up and grabs one of them, starts strangling him. And so they get him off him, and they throw him in the lake without even making sure that he's dead. I'm like, WTF, if you're going to go, you need to go all the way. You need to make sure he's dead. And you need to kill him. Right. You okay? Two uh, two points. One, you'd know he was alive. He's trying to kill you. So, yep. at that point, you could just kill him and say you were doing it in self-defense. Then, yep. uh, if if not, you could have pulled him out. He would. You could have driven away without him being able to get any of your information if you drove fast. If you drove away fast enough, and then you also wouldn't have to worry about him being murdered. Just have to worry about hit and run. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I guess it's still a pretty serious crime. But the chances of you getting caught in that situation might be lower than them finding a dead body. I don't know. I mean, I guess they never never got caught, did they? No. Like, because even at the end when he is supposedly dead because they chopped off, his arm got cut off and he fell into the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um and the cops like come and they investigate the scene in junk um, and they ask him, so why would this guy want to kill you? And they're like, I have no idea. It's really <laughs> stupid, okay? I'm like, don't give me this junk. Now's, no the time, now's the time to talk. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to just make up some story or something. I don't know, make up a story that'll clear your conscience, but still, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just so frustrating. The, basically, you have the traditional setup of like a, like a horror movie where there's a bunch of teenagers, they kill the guy, which isn't typical, but in this situation, it works out, and then you get to that point where it's like the one, one by one, people start getting killed or injured or almost killed. Some get away, some don't. Um, so it turns out that the guy who's killing them is the guy that they ran over, right? Mm-hmm. And that the night that they had run him over, he had just gotten back from... Didn't he just kill somebody because of his daughter or something? Like, he was getting threatened, or... I honestly don't remember. Um, Something about his daughter. He had just, like, killed somebody, and then they accidentally killed him. And so then he wanted revenge on them specifically. And so he goes to great lengths to wait a year 
and then to start warning them that he's coming to kill them <laughs> instead of just killing them. But, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be a fun movie without having the notes and the mystery to it. Um, I will say there were some things I enjoyed. Like, uh, for some reason, I liked the end a lot because it makes you think, oh, because basically what happens at the end is Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, th- she's living a normal life. She's in, like, a locker room, right? And mm-hmm. she, this is after everything has happened, after the guy has died, and they got away supposedly, with everything. Supposedly. She, supposedly, yeah. She walks into the locker room, and she sees a letter on the bench in the locker room, and it has her name on it. It looks like the letter she had received from the killer before, or the guy that they had killed before. Um, and she opens it, and turns out it's just a, a letter from her sorority inviting her to some party. And then she kind of laughs it off. Then she walks back into the steamy shower room, whatever it is, and there are mirrors all around. And she starts approaching the mirror, and all the fog clears up, and she can see somebody wrote on the mirror, I still know what you did, or something like that. I still know, I think is what Mm -hmm. it said. And then she starts to hyperventilate a little bit, and then the last shot is just something crashing out of the mirror at her, and then it just cuts off. So... Either the guy's not dead or, which I think, this is what I think would be more interesting, is that guy wasn't the one leaving them all the notes and it's somebody else. I bet it was the daughter. <laughs> you think the daughter was like that six foot black figure that just <laughs> crashed through that? What? Isn't she dead? I think she's supposed to be dead. Wait, she's dead? The daughter, the, I think, because I think he was getting revenge because the daughter, I don't know. It's, I forget. Wait, okay. Who who did they talk to when they were, like, supposedly their car broke down? You remember that? They went to the, 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 the guy who they supposedly thought they killed. They went to his house. Who was, who did they talk to? Uh, his that? name was, like, David and Enor, Enor, Enor. And the person they talked to was Susie, the daughter I think Susie was the name of the daughter. I forget they who they Missy. talked to. Missy, that's who it is. Yeah. yeah. And Susie's the daughter. Missy was who they talked to. Okay, well that shows oh, how much I Missy paid attention. Missy is the, the sister to David. Okay, and Billy Blue was the guy who came to pay their respects who ended up being Ben, who is the killer. Yes. I believe. Uh, yes, because his Cause boat he took name the was... name of the boat. Mm-hmm. Yep, the name of the boat. Next question. Um, okay. What? Okay, so when they found him on the side of the road, the guy they hit, didn't they say his face was all, like, distorted and hacked up and stuff? Right, like they couldn't identify him. They couldn't identify him. How did he heal and, like, get his face back together is what I'm trying to say. Maybe he was covered in blood and they just didn't care enough to, like, wipe off the blood and maybe he healed okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe he had to recover for that year that That's... and then... Yeah, I guess he had to track down all their information. I guess it makes sense that it took a year to find them because he probably had to piece all the pieces together. And he had like all their photos on his boat, like he had been tracking them down for so long. So yeah, but like, I guess, where did he find them anyway? Like that's what I want to know. Like, how would he know who they are? Or like, how would he know they were in a group together? Or maybe he was faking. He was actually passed out because when he got put in the water, he pulled for them. So maybe he heard names or something and put pieces together. Who knows? Or maybe the guy they actually hit was David. Okay. 
And then, because, remember our theory? They should have flown over the car and been behind him. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the killer just acted like he was dead up there, right? Do you well, see what I'm saying? Well, why would he be would he, Was he just pretending to be, like, he saw them hit the body, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to run 100 feet in front of the car, pretend <laughs> to be that I was the body. Or he just planned it all together so that they did hit the other guy, killed the other guy, so he didn't really kill him, and then he acted like he was the one who got killed. I don't know. He's just a psychopath. Colby, who, do you think this could be credible? <laughs> I mean, for this movie, I think that... I mean, I wouldn't count it out. Um, I don't, I don't think that's how it happened, but I would say, it very uh, much could be. Okay. Open to interpretation. What? Okay, Colby. Let me get. I want to. From what you can recollect, what would you rate this movie on a one to ten? Like as, and it doesn't have to be compared to all over me other movies. Just as like a fun horror movie in general. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if I'm looking at it as a fun horror movie, I would say, like, an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, like, if you're saying, like, horror movies in general, it'd be probably much lower, but, um, it, like, it comes back to what kind of movie you expect it to be and what movie it is. So Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think this movie is definitely a product of its time. Any horror movie usually is, but especially it's something about you know like 70s 80s 90s type horror movies have a very special type of feeling to them because of the soundtrack and because it's usually about the youth of that time i mean you can look to a lot of horror movies it's almost always you know teenagers who wind up into trouble and so there's just a very youthful aesthetic to it that reflects that era pretty well and i think this one was a lot of fun to watch because of how stereotypical it was even back then. Um, and it probably hasn't changed a whole lot, you know, since then to now, the types of characters you have. I, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, like that new movie that came out, Happy Death Day. It's a, it's a different format, but I feel like it's the same feel of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that they went about it uh, because it was so short, I, I, I wasn't expecting a huge reveal, but I I did kind of like the way that they revealed the bad guy, and I liked the how they interwove the story of the man with the hook, you know, the urban legend they had heard about, and w- morphed it into everything else. And I also kind of liked that it was in, like, this small-town fisher, fisherman town, and uh, that kind of added to the mystery of who it could be because everybody kind of dressed in those, you know overcoats and things and it was very uh it had this nautical kind of uh subgenre to it because of the bad guy and he kind of had this captain hook like persona it was just kind of cool kind of different for your typical horror villain even though they unmasked him at the end scooby-doo style and then he just turned out to be kind of a crazy guy <laughs> uh, style. but i dallas what would you rate this movie i would give it um, a five on a how to be a serial killer movie. I, because number one, this guy, he was, he could walk anywhere and nobody would notice him. If you know what I mean? Like he walked into the house, walked upstairs. Nobody heard anything. Nobody saw anything. He stayed in the girl's closet. He cut hair off her while she was sleeping. How do you do that? 
You know what I'm saying? The, and then, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the parade scene where the there's parade? that huge marching band right by while he's murdering or attacking this one girl. And this guy they can don't do anything. Take a, take a second look. He just rules this town. And he's the cleanup artist. Whenever he murders someone, he can clean up within seconds. Like when um, they were at the inauguration for the beauty queen or whatever. And her boyfriend's up there at the top sitting there. And he comes and he just starts just uh, stabbing the crap out of her boyfriend. She's screaming. She's screaming it. Everybody's mm -hmm. looking around, stopping her. Nobody does anything until they walk up there. They walk up there. There's no blood. There's no body. How did he take her, him away that quick? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. It would be really cool if he just had like because he's a fisherman, right? Mm -hmm. So what if he had just has a tank of piranhas that he carries with him and he kills them and then he just throws the body into the tank of piranhas and they eat all the body parts and then he just dumps a bit of the water out onto the balcony or whatever and he just scrubs it up real quick and runs. Dude, he's think, had some... He's had some maid practice in the past, I, I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> or maybe as another... <gasps> Dallas. Colby. The other guy. The thing we were talking about with the body. How there were two bodies. One that went behind the car and one that ended up in front. The other guy is actually like a maid. And he cleans. Or he's a janitor or something. And he's a professional cleaner. Or slave. <laughs> or slave. Yeah, he could be that too. So plausible. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. real life. This is real I would, life. I would give this movie, I, like Colby said, for a fun movie, I would give this like a like an eight. For just something that if you have nothing to watch and you want a good, fun, scary movie. Because this was written by the guy who did one of the Scream movies, I think. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was fun. I don't watch a lot of horror, so it was kind of refreshing, especially something from this era. It had been a while since I'd watched anything. Um, the last thing I watched was The Shining. That was scary. And that, I mean, that's pretty intense compared to this yeah. in a different way. Um, but I want to talk about what makes a villain so scary. Because the guy we have in this movie, he's okay. He's not the worst bad guy in a movie, but he's also not the best. Uh, so to, to figure out who what makes a scary villain, let's go back uh, to what movies are scary in the first place. So, Colby, you, again, are a connoisseur of scary movies. What are some of the movies that have really resounded with you, have stuck with you throughout the years? Um, so, yeah, most recently, I would say um, It Follows, just because, like, uh, it's... Um, well, I guess I can get into that later, but um, It Follows just because it's not as... It's not really a fantasy. It's, like, more normal life, and... I feel like it could happen to anyone, um, but uh, when I was little, the leprechaun really bothered me, um, along with Chucky. Well, Child's Play, Ooh, if I'm being specific. Chucky, but... Chucky's a really good one. I'll get into that, too. So what about those uh, movies were so scary to you, you think? Was it the characters themselves, or was it the plot or the way they worked? Well, at least for, like, the Leprechaun and um, Child's Play, I think it was just my age, and, you know, anything that's even remotely scary is terrifying. Um, 
but I mean, I think with age that has changed more. So, like, the more outrageous the movie is, I think the less scary it is. Mm. Um, and the more like it could almost happen to you, or you could almost see it happening, that's when it, I, to me, becomes really scary. Ooh, good point. Really good point. Um, what about you, Dallas? Scary movies for you. What are some of the scariest movies and why? Well, this is coming from a guy who is scared by the Oompa Loompas in Willy Wonka. Okay. Which I one? I have uh, the old one. Okay. The orange little monster creatures. Um, <laughs> what makes a, uh, like a horror flick for me is just the unknowing. It's just like it's like a journey. You start out knowing nothing. You just know that someone's been murdered. And then you kind of go through this journey through the eyes of those that are affected by it. And then the actual murderer herself. And you just kind of learn a little bit at a time. And you're kind of like making a, a, a sub, uh, what's the right word? Assumptions mm-hmm. along the way. You're kind of like figuring out along the way. And you think you know who it is. You think you know who the murderer is. You think you know who the serial killer is. And then at the very end, there's that twist that plot twist and it's like okay that's pretty dope like for this movie um at the beginning i thought the guy from the big bang theory was the murderer that's what i thought he just came out on his truck at the beginning there he's like oh you'll see me later mother lovers and (laughs) and so like it's just like for this one like i thought it was that guy at first then i thought oh maybe it's the sister uh maybe it's everybody in town they're all in on this and they're all just plotting against these four guys i don't know um but that's what i really like about horror movies is just like learning things a little at a time and you think you know something and there's that plot twist i know i think i think that's i think that's totally what i was gonna say was having that i think um for me a movie is scary when you don't really fully understand what's going on um because if it's just like uh, monsters are okay like Colby said, when I was younger, I was terrified of things like Chucky, or I remember seeing trailers for things like The Ring or The Grudge, where it's like this monster. But I kind of like it when, like I said, The Shining, when you watch the movie and you don't really know what's making Jack go crazy, you just know it's happening, and you kind of don't know what's real and what's fake, and... Mm-hmm. It's just like this unknown thing that you never fully understand because like once you start to see what it is, you start to have a better understanding as to how that thing works and all of a sudden it becomes vulnerable to you and the monster isn't as scary once it's vulnerable in my eyes. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that monster movies and things can can't still be scary cuz like um like you said Colby, I was terrified of Chucky as a kid cuz I would walk through Blockbuster and I would see the cover of it and I remember being terrified of that and like asking my mom what that movie was because I was so scared. And then I remember in like fifth grade hearing some kids at the lunch table talk about Chucky. And they were talking about how like in one of the movies he's driving a car and he starts singing Britney Spears. And then all of a sudden I was like, I was like, wait, Chucky sings Britney Spears. He's like me. He's cool. And all of a sudden, I wasn't scared of Chucky anymore because he was just this cool guy who sings Britney Spears in a car while he's, like, running people off the road. Well, to be fair, that was when the movies, their movies started to get a little ridiculous and more, like, funny than scary. Uh Uh-huh. But I totally see what you mean. 
But he's like he's supposed to be possessed by like a serial killer, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And <laughs> and also I to go along with what Dallas said, when they use like red herrings, I think that can be a smart plot device, but sometimes they think that they've diverted your attention and they haven't. For instance, Colby, tell me if you remember when we rented or watched the movie Devil about the people in the elevator. Okay, yeah. Um, I remember us watching that movie. And basically the plot of the movie is you have like five people in an elevator that breaks down. And it's kind of found footage-esque where it's like from a, you know, it's from the camera in the elevator. And there's all these people outside the elevator trying to help them. But there's like a demon that has manifested itself inside one of the people in the elevator. And like the lights start going out and then the lights turn on and somebody dies, right? And so nobody knows who in the elevator is possessed, and you're trying to figure out who it is. So it's kind of a whodunit horror movie where you're stuck in this tiny room with whoever it is. And the whole movie, I'm just thinking, because it's like, I don't know, there's like, uh, there's some business guy and some street guy, and then there's like this old lady and uh, some other characters. And I just remember the whole movie, I'm thinking, it's the old lady. It's the old lady because aesthetically, she's the least uh, intimidating. She's the least suspect because she's just an old innocent lady. It was so obvious. And I'm like, it's so obvious that there's no way it's the old lady. There's no way they're going to just make it the old lady because they want you to think it's the old lady because everybody on the planet would guess, oh, she's the least suspect. And, of course, at the end of the movie, it's the old lady. And it made me so angry because it was the first guess from the beginning of the movie. That's who it was to the point where I actually convinced myself, no, that's way too obvious there's no way it's her, but they went with it anyhow. And that's how you ruin something for me. It's like when the first person you see is the first person you guess, and it ends up being that person, and they still expect you to be surprised at the end. That's what yeah. like ruins a scary movie for me. Well, at least like sometimes they'll throw in um, – no, I mean, like I agree. I hate it when they do that, but like they'll throw in something that makes you doubt the person you think is really obvious – but then it still ends up being the person that's really obvious, even though they like <laughs> they threw something in there that makes you think otherwise just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes that, that can help, but still, mm-hmm. I know I know what you mean. Yeah, and I I don't know. I feel like sometimes people just hold their themselves back when writing when doing that. Like you just sit there and think. I always hate when I come out a movie and I think, oh, I could have written a better movie than that. I yeah. I'll never forget. When we watched Madison County, <laughs> it was like a red box horror movie that had like a week. There was, I can't find that movie like anywhere. Um, but it was this movie about this. It was kind of like uh, these kids who wanted to go visit the Stephen King style author, if I remember right. And he lived in this quaint town somewhere in like the Northeast. And so it, these friends go and do a road trip and they go to visit him. And it was really interesting because I kind of expected him to be the bad guy. And he wasn't. He was – there were all the townspeople were like evil who lived in this town for some reason. And all his stories I guess were based on them. And basically they team up with him to like try to get out of this town of all these people who are trying to kill them because they're investigating this town or whatever. 
And I just remember the movie was kind of interesting up until the very end when, like, every single person died except the main girl. And at the very end of the movie, she's trying to escape the town, and she's driving away, and then she starts to run out of gas, and she pulls up to this gas station outside of town. And do you remember this, Colby, watching this movie? I remember watching it, but and I remember it being terrible, but I don't really remember, like, what happens. <laughs> okay, the ending was my favorite part because it was so stupid, kind of along the lines of Devil where she goes in and she asks for gas because her car's about out of gas. And it's like an old gas station, so you have to go and ask them to pump it for you. And she walks in and she tells the old lady and the old lady's like, okay, dear, I'll come out. And so the girl goes to her car and she starts like looking at her phone or something. She isn't paying attention. And the final shot of the film is you see the old lady walk out of the gas station and she just has a giant ax in her hand. And she's just like creeping up behind the car, walking up to the girl. And then the movie just ends. And you're just oh like, really? <laughs> That's how you ended it? The old lady just creeps up with an ax and kills her? It's just... Those types of endings, I oh, they drive me crazy. Where it's kind of ambiguous. You don't know if they get away or not. Which, that has an effect, but so many movies do it, it kind of ruins that type of ending. Yeah. Like, thinking about it, that should be a good ending, but... I don't know. Sometimes you just need an ending, like a good ending. I mean, well, whether it's good or it's a negative ending, but I feel like anything's kind of better than a... Oh, you don't really know. Yeah, I'm Dallas, do you have any favorite endings to like a horror movie that you can um, think of? Cuz I can think of one even though it goes under the ambiguous ending, but because the entire movie was so terrifying, it worked really well for me. I think my favorite ending of all time would just have to be The Sixth Sense, just finding out he's alive. And then watching it over again and you 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 realize that there's so many clues given to tell you that he's that he's oh not that he's still alive did I say he's still alive that he's dead that he's dead that he's mm-hmm. dead and spoilers but yeah dude okay that's <laughs> everybody knows he's over ten years old success. we're fine there okay um so yeah I just I think that's one of the, my favorite like twist endings um in like a thriller thriller movie um. But then, again, watching through it, though, you see all these clues that are like, okay, yeah, he's dead. I can tell he's dead here. His wife's not talking to him. Nobody else is really noticing him. He's just kind of walking through town. You know, you notice all these things, um, which kind of ruins it. But I think, yeah, that's my favorite movie, Twist Any movie. What about you, Colby? Do you have any? Any endings that stick with you? Um, trying to think. Well, okay. Actually, almost – Speaking of exactly what I said, I don't like. Um, along with what you were saying, um, it follows the ending. It was a, you don't really know what, um, what's gonna happen next. But I really enjoyed the ending, regardless. Um, I don't. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Well, I won't say anything. But the ending is like, a little ambiguous. I don't know. It just in general, I think that's a really great movie, and you should watch it sometime. But. Um, <laughs> I don't really want to ruin the ending for you, but... No, um. I feel, yeah. But it, it falls in that category. It's funny because what I was going to say, it, even though this is exactly what I say I don't like, this the way this movie did it, for some reason it worked for me, was the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre from, like, the 70s, where the lady, you know, the girl just, like, narrowly escapes. 
and she just rides away in that truck just like terrified with that guy but that closing shot where like you finally see like Leatherface he like comes out of the woods and this final shot is just him just waving the chainsaw around you know frantically with like the sun in the background and everything that shot terrified me like the first time I saw it I was just like that is such and that whole movie is just crazy just like the crazy family in the house that he's part of and you know at the, the beginning everything leading up to it but that ending is just so like it always stuck with me just because I thought that character was so terrifying I think because you never really knew much about him or his background and so the fact that like you just know he's still out there and he's standing there in the middle of like this busy road so it's like oh what if somebody just like drove up right then and there would he just go after that person like if somebody just you know came by or something so it's just those things where it's like you never know and then of course they have that after credit sequence where it's supposed to be like real found footage or something of like the cops going in um and then there's so many urban legends about that movie too where it's like yo it was based on a true story but I don't really know what the true story it was based on. I've seen, I've heard so many different ones where it just has such this history around it that that movie's always freaked me out. That's probably my the one that scared me the most, at least like to this day. I could see that. I I hate chainsaws in particular. Um, anyway, like if I'm at a haunted house, like if anything, the chainsaw will scare me the most. Ooh I mean, yeah. I don't know something about oh I guess since it's like really deadly but um, <laughs> I just don't like them. Yeah, um, I so let's uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about villains now specifically. So we talked we kind of talked about Chucky. We like I said I mentioned Leatherface he's scary to me. Who are some of the craziest villains that you like? You they don't even have to be the best necessarily but just car- villains you like in cinema that are scary. One. Uh, Go ahead, Colby. If oh, you had one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, the guy from Tre- uh, Jeepers Creepers. Ooh, oh. that's a really good one. That movie. I mean, now it's not as good, but that I forgot. That movie scared the like crap out of me when I was younger. Um, I don't know. Just something about that guy oh, freaks me out so much. I like. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anytime they're about to die in that movie, it's been a long time. Don't you hear that stupid Jeepers Creepers song playing? Yes. Yeah. I think that's such a great way of like warning an audience with something like that. Anytime they use anything that seems like innocent or unrelated, but once you start to pick up on the pattern, like oh, it means he's close by. That stuff's always creepy. I think oh, that's yeah. a yeah. So there we go. That's a, that's one hallmark of a great villain having some sort of warning sign when they're near. What about you, Dallas? One of my favorite is uh, is exclusively Freddy Krueger. And you know what? I've never even seen any, um, <laughs> any of the movies. <laughs> I just watch YouTube videos and of him because I'm terrified of him. But I found out he's actually really funny. Like, he does all these funny things right before he's going to kill somebody. Like, when he's on a beach and he puts sunglasses on and then he goes and murders <laughs> this girl. It's like, it's like it's funny. And it's mm-hmm. cute. Um, but, I, I don't know. He just, I, just, I just really like it. You like a, a villain with a sense of humor. Absolutely. If he's funny, 
you you won my heart. You won my heart. Do whatever you want to me. I think that's a really good point. I think I think that's something that a lot of villains lack is any sense of like emotion. Mm-hmm. It's just they're always just the stone cold killer. Like they have no remorse or anything. No, no personality. Yeah, and I think the fact that you brought that up says a lot because they gave him something you can attach yourself or relate to. Even if it's not really that big of a deal, it's still something that you wouldn't usually see somebody like Jason or something do. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, what about you? For me? Ooh, that's a really good question. I was the one who came up with the question. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, wait. I just reversed it on you. Uh, yeah. I was, you know, it's funny because we already kind of talked about Chucky, um, but that was always scary. I think for me, just having a design that uh, something like that is interesting because, or like Annabelle or whatever, where it's like, I'm always creeped out by dolls in general, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a doll, but like something that has that perceived innocence to it, but has just enough of a creepy look to it where you second guess it. I remember there was a story. It's uh, have you ever heard of Robert the Doll? No. No. Um, okay, so this is a real story, and it freaks me out. Uh, I know we had an episode year like a year ago where we talked about ghosts, but I totally believe in ghosts. And there was this creepy story about this doll that lived in this home in sometime in the eighteen hundreds. Um, and there was this kid who had this doll that the, the family owned a slave. And the slave was this lady who they believed practiced voodoo. And um, she uh, made this doll specifically for this kid. And she gave the doll to him. And it was kind of, it was dressed like a sailor. And um, he has like, you know, a sailor's hat and like button eyes and stuff. And uh, they believed that she had cast some sort of, you know, seance or something on it. Uh, some spell or something, something voodoo-like, and did something evil to it where it was she had like possessed it with somebody's spirit, and the mom would hear the kid talking to the doll right at night, and she would wonder who he's talking to, and then she would hear a voice come back, and then she'd just see him and the doll. So she heard like this doll talking to the kid, and then she would swear at night she would hear it running around upstairs and stuff, like creepy stuff like that. And then they got rid of the doll, and they like put it in the attic, and that's, again, they would hear it. And then another family moved in, and they inherited the doll, and they got the same, their reports of the same type of creepy stuff, to the point where the doll became so like synonymous with just creepy behavior that they actually it's actually now in a museum in i forget where it is but they have it in a like a glass case and the glass case is lined like inside the glass it's lined with holy water to prevent it from being to prevent it from being able to move um (laughs) And it was just one of those things where it's always stuck with me ever since I, you just have to look at a picture of it and it freaks you out. Robert the doll man and anything with dolls or like anything with possession where you hear reports about that and just like creepy stuff, anything where it has to do with like stuff that in my mind could possibly happen. That's somewhat supernatural. Oh, that stuff gives me the creeps. That sounds so much like, um, Annabelle. 
the doll? I think it was I based on it, if I remember right. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, that's... That... Go ahead. Oh, yeah, just because I know, like, um, like, in The Conjuring, they had Annabelle, and that was, like, based off of the real Annabelle doll. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're probably right then. There's probably another doll that it was based on. <laughs> I remember it being based on something. Yeah. Um, dolls in general. So now... It's our mission to create the scariest villain of all time. So we can take from what we talked about. So here's what we know. Since these are the three things that scare us. Some sort of doll that's possessed. It also... Colby, what did you say again was scary? I forget. Um, uh, So I said the leprechaun and also the guy from Jeepers Creepers. (laughs) Okay. So, okay. And we said that like... Uh, okay, so it has to have a creepy look to it, but not only that, we like we talked about the idea of it having the creepy theme when it comes by. Um, and Dallas, what was your scary thing? Oompa Loompas. <laughs> was that what you, I thought you said something else. I don't it's remember. Right? What was? Oh it? yeah, the... it has to have a sense of humor. Oh, like sense of humor. Clear. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um. So what we could give him like a funny name where kind of like you know like the Babadook, you know how everybody oh, yeah. made fun of the Babadook. Mm-hmm. I never saw it. Did you ever see it, Colby? Oh yeah, it's it's actually a really good movie. Is it scary? Pretty scary. Yeah, and then it kind of just turns into a psychological thriller, but um, it's it's really good. Is that movie sure. like? Is it like a documentary or is it more like a like a traditional scary movie? Like a traditional. Scary okay. Movie. For some reason, I was thinking it was like a documentary. Um, wait, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Have you guys seen the movie? Is it called The Visit? Yeah, oh, that's another that one, one, I think. With the old lady? With the old lady and the old guy. I think we've yeah. talked about this before. That, that I was changed weird. My, that's my favorite one. <laughs> that's your favorite? Really? That's because that's the first movie my parents showed me when I got back from my mission. That was the movie. That was it. They were so excited about it because they found a movie that was so disgusting and poopy, and yet, like, (laughs) they just found it funny. And so that's the first thing they showed me. That's the first thing they showed me. It wasn't a terrible movie. I don't think it was terrible. Colby, we saw that in theaters together, I think. Did we? Okay. Yeah. I I just don't, you know, remember the circumstances. All I remember is that scene, Dallas, where they take the diaper and they put it on the kid's face. Yes! Oh, oh I forgot about that. It's that so was disgusting. So uh. weird and not traditionally scary, but just like gross. <laughs> but yeah. then you find out that their mental patients escaped and stuff. So that's a cool ending I like. I changed my yeah. twist ending. Yeah, but weren't their real grandparents dead? They were dead I in the basement. So. Yep. Yeah. So it was really yeah. sad. Yeah. That was a weird movie. I'd have to watch that one again. It's been a while to get a better read. It was. It definitely was one of M. Night's better movies to that point. Um, I don't know if he directed it. I think he wrote it. I don't think he directed it, though. Anyhow. Uh, so, okay. So having characters where they're kind of goofy... So a goofy doll, but it can't just be a ripoff of Annabelle or Chucky. We're just making Chucky right now, I think. <laughs> and he we has want... to have a theme song. 
or something that plays. What would be what would be a song that we could give him that it plays when he comes by? The nursery rhymes are always scary. But nursery rhymes are good. Heartbreaker. You, Heartbreaker, the song we made. Yep. Um, I was What's thinking. That? Let's sing it, it. We'll have to sing it for you at the end of the podcast. Um, I was thinking something that's like inherently not scary. Like nursery rhymes are meant to put people to sleep. I think that's good. I also think it's when you see a lot. I'm thinking, what if you just did like some old, like, like you just took a song from an album from Weezer and <laughs> that's the song that plays. And you're like, oh, that's weird. You hear Weezer playing, but then all of a sudden, this doll pops out and murders you. So is it always the, the same Weezer song, or is it like any? Weezer I think it's song? I think it's Pork and Beans. <laughs> <laughs> or, I think Pork and Beans just starts blaring. Or and, they could play country music. Oh, country music could be good too. Because there's not a lot of country music serial killers out there. But are there? <laughs> uh, maybe there are. I don't know. What, okay, it could be a doll. Okay, like a southern style, like doll. Where it's like you know, like the you know, like the southern like checkered style dress, which is like red and white checkered style, and it plays. Give me a good old country song. Dallas, you're from Texas. Uh, I'm not. No, I'm not going to sing any for you. Um, but one of my favorites is "Check Yes or No." It's a love song. How's that? Can you sing it for a second? Oh my gosh. Check yes or no. Do you love me? Do you make you smile? I like it. Because here's what he could do. He could... Here's what happens. It's kind of like I know what you did last summer. This is what happens. The doll, the southern doll, has a little boom box that he or she carries with them. Um, or they could be gender neutral. Then they could... This would make more sense. And they say, do you... It, does it go, do you like me? Check yes or no. Do you love me? Okay, do you, do you love me? Check yes or no. And they slide a piece of paper under the door, and you have to check yes or no, whether you love it or not. And if you check no, you die. But if you, but check, if you check yes, yes, you are married to the doll for the rest of your life. For yes! <laughs> and your soul gets sucked into it. Your soul gets sucked into so it. So either way... Either way, you're tired. Either way, you're screwed. In one sense or another. So that's what makes it even scarier. Do you sell your soul to the devil? But the thing is, at the end of the movie, all the souls inside the doll fight back. And they try to take, you know, try to escape. And somehow they do. And then their souls are released. I don't know they if they call, ever get back they, to their bodies. but So is this like a comical, like a, it's going to be like a comical villain as well? I think I think it could be a funny villain, kind of. Like maybe it dances. Like, yeah, I was when thinking the like maybe plays. the way it kills people. It's like you said, it's a country um, killer. So maybe it has a lasso and it lasses around your neck and your head fall like flies off. <laughs> like <it's> a, <laughs> I mean, that's not like physically possible, but like maybe for this it's enough comic relief. Um, Oh, I have an idea. It could be the movie we would... So, okay. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> so, Cracker Barrel, the restaurant. You guys all know Cracker Barrel, right? Yeah. They have exclusive country artists who, like... Well, they, like, do CDs for Cracker Barrel. 
and they'll do like specials for them. They also have a DVD section. This movie could be sold exclusively at Cracker Barrel. And (laughs) the the plot of the movie is it's a doll you can buy from Cracker Barrel because they have all the old stuff. And this kid brings it home with it. And it's the cursed doll. And that's why it's all about country style stuff because it was bought at Cracker Barrel. And it like funny things it does is it like crams down like corn muffins down your throat and like chokes you to death. (laughs) <laughs> and uses a lasso or maybe it ties you to like a cracker barrel uh, rocking chair and pushes you down a steps or yeah <laughs> you could have it you it could be like Willy Wonka and the golden tickets but what it is is this this like cowboy wizard okay he goes to the <laughs> cracker barrels wizard? and he curses three dolls Okay. And whoever buys those dolls gets cur- or gets this doll that's going to kill them or try to kill them, and all that stuff that you just said happens. But just the the cowboy wizard is the one who curses them. Three of them, golden ticket, come to the factory, dead. Wait. So wait, 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 wait. If they get the golden ticket, they go to the factory where it was made. Is that what you're there saying? There is no golden ticket. It's just oh. like the golden ticket idea. But he just curses three of them. But he curses three of them at three random Cracker Barrels in Nebraska. And <laughs> then whoever gets those gets a cursed doll. Who come I really kill. like this. I think you could actually make this a movie. <laughs> let's, let's hook up with Cracker Barrel and see if they are looking to go in the film business. Let's, uh, okay, we have to come up with a name for the villain. It's a little doll that you buy from Cracker Barrel. Is it a boy or a girl doll? I like the idea of it being a little girl, like like in a dress. I don't know. Yeah. But... Or it could be a businesswoman. A businesswoman doll. <laughs> a country businesswoman? A country, country businesswoman. businesswoman. <laughs> that says okay. that, that her tagline is, get down to business or go home. Wait. <laughs> no. Come to the rodeo for a good time, and if you don't, you're, you'll do the time. <laughs> like going to work. Time being death. Time, I don't know. Or what? I love that, that Cracker Barrel is catering businesswoman <laughs> dolls to an audience of just country bumpkin people. I think In it Nebraska. works. Right. Yeah. It's a very um, unique, unique. Yeah, she. I think part of it is while she's killing you, she forces you to watch Fox News. She turns on. <laughs> and do your taxes. Just she'll, your taxes. She'll do your taxes for you, though. She'll do your taxes, but will force you to watch Fox News and then kill you. Yeah, she makes you watch Sean Hannity. <laughs> now, so what's the point of her doing the taxes? Does she just really enjoy doing taxes? She just wants to make sure everybody gets what they are supposed to get. She's a very fair doll. Uh, economically <laughs> fair doll. Okay. So she kills okay. you before you get your returns? Or does she let you get your oh, returns sh- and then No, kill she'll you? kill you. She'll kill you before then. And then take your money. That's how she keeps on um, supplying her business. Oh, of doing taxes. Okay. You know, really, she should just do all of your, like, sort all of your affairs that you would need sorted after you died. So, like, she I was does thinking all that, that too. for you. 
takes out or does life insurance um make sure that your kids have money grandkids potentially a husband if you have one that takes care of everybody i have an idea so okay here's the thing the doll has a backstory so the cowboy the cowboy wizard right yep. who cursed the doll originally he had a daughter right a daughter who grew up to be a businesswoman and her husband um died or no left her or no died one of the two and she was really upset right that this happened and she had to plan the funeral and everything out of pocket while she was working a full-time job and she didn't have any kids at the time because she didn't want kids at the time because she wanted to focus on her career but she worked herself to death and the cowboy was so upset the cowboy wizard that he cursed these dolls because he wanted other people to feel his pain but he didn't realize that when they bring brought home these businesswoman dolls from Cracker Barrel, that they would kill them and still work themselves to death because they still have the spirit of her in them. And so they can't just kill people and be done with it. They are so driven by their the fire within them to make it in the workplace that they have to do all the business ends of the planning the funeral and everything. And that's why she does all that. She'll wow, plan okay. your funeral for you. What's that? She'll plan your funeral for you. And yeah, she enough will. Money for it. Okay. But but nobody knows it's her. Everybody just is like, who is this mysterious figure who is coming in to pay for the casket and direct the funeral and call all these people that I didn't realize I knew? So not only does she kill people, but she brings people together. So it kind of makes up for the murder. What if she only so. what if she only goes to the homes of single fathers and becomes like a mother to the children? Is that too far? Or is that not far enough? Well, she died because her husband No, she worked Be herself to death because her husband died. So yeah, that could work. That could work. She kills the father so that she can work herself to death again. <laughs> How do you kill her? How do you beat this woman? Like, because all the bad guys have a weakness, right? How the heck do we beat this businesswoman? Do you just give her more work? <laughs> uh, oh. Do you do her job for her? You can't beat her. You just have to continually to try, strive to continue to become financially unstable. Because she can't kill you until you are financially stable. So you have to get, oh, I like that. You can kill her, but the only way of doing it is putting yourself in financial disaster. Yes. So that's the risk. So that you ruin your life, but you do kill her because you get yourself into such a point in your like, finances that there's no way she can reconcile with what you create. There's no way that she can fix it. So she just has to die. Yep. <laughs> I like it. It's like, it's like, it's like, do you, do you guys know Rick and Morty? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the Meeseeks from it, she's yeah. like the Meeseeks. If she doesn't complete the job, she'll freak out. Oh, wait, no. If she does complete the job, <laughs> wait, 
<laughs> Erase the idea. Erase the idea. Everything? No, no, no. Just my idea. Oh. No, I like I like I liked everything else that we came up with. Yep. Do you, do you think this character is slightly too complex or Colby? I I think like it needs an intro movie like there's a movie that you'll see how she become or like how the doll gets possessed and like maybe somebody dies along the way and then like the sequels are where it really picks up and then you see like all this stuff. Yeah. I like I think like Go ahead. Yeah, I think the creation might be too much for one movie, like the creation and well, like the backstory and all the fun that she has of killing and dealing with people's affairs. So I think like maybe that would be like sequel material. Yeah, absolutely. This is a character that's gonna go as long as we can get money out of people. And she, I think I like this idea that like you know how like in Saw there's Jigsaw like the guy behind everything. So, like, this guy or this – the cowboy wizard created her, and then we, we have an entire spinoff series just about the cowboy wizard at some point. After the movies okay. have gotten really bad reviews and everybody's like, they're just doing the same movie over and over. We're like, all right, let's take it back to the roots of the cowboy wizard, and we do a few movies on him. But we already kind of know him because we know him from the first movie, but we see what else he did in his life. And that's when the movies got really bad and they get even worse reviews because we get so off topic. But that's how all horror franchises go. And then we'll take it a step further and create like a Freddy versus Jason type thing. But it'd be businesswoman versus businessman. This cowboy wizard creates two of them. So there's a businesswoman, <laughs> businessman, and they fight each other to the death. I like that. What, okay, what's her name? Betty? What's a what's a country woman name? Like a strong country woman, who would also have the have, like be able to run a business. Martha. Ooh, I like Martha. Martha. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, that sounds like a country businesswoman. Who cowboy, see, yeah. cowboy executive Martha. <laughs> cowboy executive Martha. Okay. Um. Real quick. Uh. We should probably close this episode out, guys. Tell us what you think of Cowboy Executive Martha. We want to thank Colby for coming on, for dealing with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry we didn't feature you as much as we probably should have. We got oh, really no, off no. subject. No, this was nice. This is perfect. Uh, if you guys want to check out Colby, Colby, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Um, yeah, you can find us on the iTunes store uh, by searching for Red Rum Podcast. Absolutely. Easy as and that. And you guys, do you talk a lot more about horror movies. So since this is our last episode of the, the month of horror, we're going to be moving into a new topic next month, which we'll disclose uh, at that time. Um, we are still <laughs> deliberating upon it. Uh, but if you want to stick around with the horror theme, go and check out Red Rum Podcast, where you can find Captain and Colby. And uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll provide links in the description here for you guys to go check it out if you want to. Again, this has been Constant Companion Podcast. You can check us out on iTunes if you want. Uh, if you guys want, we're also on YouTube. Uh, we have a website you can check out as well. Uh, and if you don't have an iOS device, we are also on Stitcher, I believe. 
Dallas kind of takes care of the Stitcher end of the podcast. Well, thank you guys for tuning in tonight, and we hope that you have a happy Halloween. Don't get too spooked. Watch out for those those cowboy dolls at Cracker Barrel. Just a warning. They're coming soon. All right. Thanks, everybody. We hope you have a good night. You and me together. Together. Constant companions forever. Forever. Talking about things like weather or not. Oh, not. Take some time out of your week. Your week. Listen, and then you will see. Oh, you'll see. How much you enjoy our show. Or not. Or not. You're about to experience constant companion.